If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to Hebrews chapter 4. We'll be reading from verses 12 through 16, talking about the authority of the Word of God. I'm, I'm shocked sometimes when uh, people say, well, I don't know that I accept that as the Word of God. It was, man wrote it. That's, that's exactly right. But under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. If you have that, Hebrews 4, beginning with verse 12. The Bible says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, that is Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession that we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but with, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. Now, he says, let us, therefore, because of what we've just read, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Father, we stand in need of your presence. I pray that you would invade every one of our hearts and our lives tonight, that we would do exactly what you have us to do, that we would be we open and honest with you, God, and confess our sins, that you might bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Verse 12 talks about uh, that the word of God is quick. In other words, it is living, uh, and he says it is powerful. It is energizing if we engage in that with the Heavenly Father. It's amazing to me, when I think back about my daddy, when the, the things that he and I talked about. And many times, uh, you know, now I wished I had to ask him about this or that. And there's nobody in our family that can tell me what I want to know because they've all gone. And, you know, we have that relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's, it's okay to ask God, why am I facing what I'm facing? Why have I got to go through what I'm going through? The Word of God is quick. It's powerful. And he says there, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It doesn't miss a thing if we apply it to our lives. But sometimes our problem, we don't want to apply the scripture to our lives because we know we're going to have to make a change. And we don't like change. I'm settled in what I'm doing, where I'm doing, and how I'm doing, and I don't want you messing with me. And so we, people come across that way sometimes. As you look down through the, uh, the, the scripture there, uh, verse 12, he makes mention of, of, of a discerner. There's nothing hidden from God. Nothing. We may hide from our spouse. We may hide from our youngest. We may hide from those we work with. But we cannot hide from God. And he knows everything. It says, there is neither any creature there in verse 13. It talks about, it is manifest. Here again, you can't hide from God. Everything is open. It says there, we, we stand before him naked. 
Was it Job who said, hey, I came into this world naked. I'll go out naked. I came into the world with nothing. I go out with nothing. So what are we doing? We're trying to collect all we can to leave it to somebody to pilfer through and fuss and argue over. He says, hold fast. Hang on. The best is yet to come, okay? So he's saying, hold fast to that which you have, that which I know. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. I know that. I'm holding fast to that. He died. He arose from the grave. He said, I'm coming back. I've gone to prepare you a place. I'm holding on to that. What else do we have to hold on to? You know, since God is our maker, he is the authority over us. It, regardless of what the government is telling us today that we must do or what any county council tells us what to do, God is the authority. And if we're the only ones to stand on that authority, for goodness sakes, let us do it and stand together. We can't do anything divided, okay? But on a more practical level, when we think about this, we've got to realize that the Word of God is the source. And that's all we have, okay? We don't see Jesus, we see the results of him. We don't see the Holy Spirit, we see the results of him. We don't see God, we see the results of him. But we have in our hand a copy of the word of God, which will stand when everything else is gone. The word of God will be standing. So I just want to look at this briefly, the authority of the word. Now you'll want to write some of these scriptures down because you're going to face people on your job or where you hang out at and said, I don't know that I believe all this stuff about what the Word of God says. Well, first of all, it says it is written by divinely inspired men. Romans 16, 25 says, Now unto him who is able. I love that word able. Listen, my God is able to do anything. There is nothing impossible with God. So he says, now unto him who is able, and look what he said, to establish you. Hey, I want to be established, okay? I don't want to be a floating button somewhere or another. I want to be attached, and I want to be holding on what I'm supposed to hold on to. You know how it is when you have a shirt and a button missing? <laughs> you know, what do you do? You get, get just got that shirt, I, I'm, I'm done planning to wear that shirt, and I'm going to button it up, and the button's missing. Now, how, where did the button go? Anybody seen the button? You know, hey... I feel like it. A lot of our church folk are buttons that have, that have come off the shirt and they don't know where they are. And nobody else knows where they are. But my God is able to establish you, it says, according to the gospel which was preached by Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and our Lord did preach while he was here. And the disciples didn't say, Lord, teach us to preach like you. He said, teach us to pray. Prayer is important. Prayer is a, is a connection between this spot and that spot in heaven. Second Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's where it came from. That's how these men took it, took the speaking to their heart from God and wrote it down so we could have it. And people say, oh, some man wrote it down. Certainly they did. Some man printed this Bible. Certainly they did. But I believe in the word, and I'm going to stand on the word. And if I'm wrong, what have I got to lose? If I'm right, I have everything to gain. Second Peter 1.21, it says, Holy men of God sp spoke 
as they were moved by the Spirit of God. Now, I'm afraid sometimes you and I, we don't move when the Spirit of God speaks to us. We question God. Well, I'm not sure what's people going to think. Let me tell you, I'm at the point in my life, I don't care what they think. If the Spirit of God moves me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to act on it. And if you like it, fine. And if you don't, hallelujah. Okay? It says it was written by the, the, by the divine inspiration of God. A second thing about the authority of the word, it is, it's a divine record of God's self-revelation to men. It's God. It was nobody else spoke to these men. You won't see uh, these Bible, th- these books that are entitled by who wrote them. You won't see them saying, you know, I was just sitting out minding my sheep and I just had this thought and I wrote it down. You won't find that. It's always an angel of God or the Spirit of God spoke and I just done it. I just done it. Can you imagine how uh, John the Baptist might have been made fun of? Off out there in the wilderness, half naked, eating junk, and preaching of all things. And people came in droves to be baptized. I mean, what if they say, oh man, I ain't, I ain't getting in the water with him. Look at the way he's dressed. I'm not going to follow. Look, look, look what he's doing. But you look around, where everybody else is, and you know, I'm, and he said, oh, you generation of Bible, what you come out here for? What did you come out here for? You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this. What, what are we here for? It's a, it's a self-revelation from God to us. And Hebrews 1, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says, God at various times spoke to the fathers by the prophets. Listen, Daddy. Has in these last days spoke to us by his son, Jesus Christ. People say, I don't know what to do for God. Read the word, it'll tell you what to do. If you've got sin in your life, it tells you, hey, confess that sin. You've got a lost neighbor, it tells you, go to that neighbor. If you have all to get somebody or they have it, go to that person. It tells you what to do. You don't have to wonder, what does God want me to do? I tell you what he wants us to do more than anything, make yourself available. Oh, I'm scared to death, put that my name down on that list. Well, hey, Take the challenge. Bite the bullet. Do what God wants you to do. Okay, John 1, 14. It says, and the word became flesh when Jesus Christ was born. And he lived among us. He dwelt among us. And it says, and we were excited about the glory of God that was upon this man from Galilee. Hey, can anything good come out of that? Hey, Well, it did. They didn't expect it. And there he stood right before them. And so it says, his glory and the only, as the only son, full, not partially full of grace and truth. Okay, let me give you a third thing. We're talking about the authority of the word. It says that it is, it is a perfect treasure of divine instruction to men. Perfect treasure. I mean, when you think of 66 books all wrapped up in one book for, for us to go by and to, hey, you can dive in anywhere you want to. You know, we don't say, oh, you've got to read this this week. No, 
You can dive in anywhere you want to. Now, take a swimming pool. Okay, you got three foot, four foot, five foot, six foot, and down here it says no diving. Wonder how deep that is. And then you end up paralyzed. Okay, the devil, listen, he wants us just to jump wildly, okay? If you get hurt, it's okay. Somebody be there to help you. No, we must have common sense. I've heard people say, look, I have read different portions of God's word, don't understand a bit of it. Don't tell me I can read it and understand it. No, you and I have to go and approach it with prayer. We have to approach it with the right attitude. God, I want to know what you want from me. The scripture here for this, Psalm 119, verse 105. Here's what it says. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. God wants us to see where we're going. You know, he wants us to know where we are and show us where we need to be and then helps us get there. Helps us get there. And John... Uh, excuse me, Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, we have hope. We have hope. Our hope is in the heavenly Father. Why? Our hope is in the heavenly Father because of his obedience to send his son and because of the son's obedience to die on the cross for us. With that hope, not only the heavenly Father and the obedience of the son, but we have power to, we can access that will be good throughout eternity. Not only in this world, but in the next world. Okay? All right, let me give you another one in the last one. We're talking about the authority of the word of God. It says it has God as its divine author. God is the divine author. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus. Well, why? It says, because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Again, it says, who for the joy. Now, listen to what he says. Who for the joy that was set before him. That is Jesus. He took on the suffering of the cross. Despising the shame because it said every man, every person hangs on a tree. It's a curse. It's a shame. But that's where he hung, guys. That's where he hung. On the tree, on the cross for you and for me. Despising the shame. And then he said, and he sat down at the right hand of God his Father on the throne which is in heaven. That's where he is right now, sitting on the throne. Okay, that's where he is in heaven, okay? What about in this world? He should be sitting on the throne of your heart and mine, okay? If I get out of line, it's because I have turned my back or turned my ears or turned my head away from him and the devil is always standing there as a substitute. I'll help you get through this. Fight, that's what you need to do. Lash back at him, that's what you need to do. Instead of just saying, okay, Lord, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take what is thrown at me and I'm gonna do the best I can with it. You picture a batter, Facing a right-handed pitcher, hey, I think I can hit his ball, but you put a left-handed up there and I'm blowing a You know, I just, oh, don't throw the ball. I'm afraid he's going to hit me, you know. The devil 
likes to be that left-handed pitcher. Okay? He, he wants to be that left-handed pitcher because he knows you and I can't handle that kind of pitch. And he knows we can, we, we can take advantage of us if we have turned our back on the umpire. God. He said, I, I, know, I, can, I know how to get this person. So that's why we need to look to Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And he lived it. He died it. He arose it. And he's coming back it. Okay? He's coming back. He, he said he would. And this is without question the holy word of God. The Bible. What a book. I heard someone say that the Bible, if you take each letter, let it stand for something. It's basic instruction before leaving earth. Basic instruction before leaving earth. It's not going to do you any good if you don't take it now when you leave this world to try to grasp it because it's not going to happen. That's why we need to do it now. And accept the Bible, hey, is the authority of God Almighty who can change the hearts of those in Washington, who can change the hearts of those in authority over our town here, for those in authority over our county, for those in authority over our state, that's why we need to be praying about who needs to go in. If enough people are praying, I believe God will grant it. But enough people have got to pray. We got to storm the gates of heaven with our prayers to be all God would have us to be. Based on the holy word of God. Father, thank you for your privilege tonight to be here. Thank you for those who've chosen to come back tonight. And Lord, I'm counting on your word. And Lord, you can count on me to read it. And I'm counting on you to speak to me through your word. Lord, if I'm out of line anywhere tonight, God, you chasing me, whatever needs to be done. I'm willing to be adjusted. And I pray that your will be done. Bless our people, those that are on vacation this evening, beginning vacation, going off. God, give them a good time. Give them some, some peaceful time, some restful uh, time. For those who may be returning, give them safety. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for all you do for us. But we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.